Do you think there's actually um, something that we can derive from the volume that trades, let's say, uh, the time in which the volume takes to trade its entire market cap? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I just use these as general benchmarks. Um, mm. The more of the 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 more of the total market cap is being traded, the more like the the current price solidifies at some level because you know that there are buyers and sellers at that level and those are exchanging hands at a, at a high level and, and if you see that rising volume uh, at the very bottom of a, a bearish market then you know that like exciting times are coming in terms of upward price action especially if that lower bound of price has been retested especially over longer periods of time so for example over years for example um so yeah, the 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 more double bottoms you do over a series of years, uh, then the 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 bottom bound of the price action it becomes um, you know sort of materialized or finalized, and then you can go upwards again, and then you know that like so let's say for example you have a Pokemon card and you just traded for two years the thing has been trading at ten thousand dollars right like people have been buying it for ninety nine fifty and then maybe selling it for eleven thousand or whatever and it's average sort of in that becomes about $10,000. The odds you're going to be able to secure that card for yourself for $10 becomes very, very low at that point, right? Like, unless you're going to go, you know, go get card packets and open them up until you find one that has that particular card, you're going to play the lottery. Um, the amount of supply of that card may be somewhat limited. And therefore, like you lowballing to get one for $10 is just, just unlikely. It'd be the same thing if I was going to walk into like, um, you know, find myself a, a, a Porsche 911 and I'm like, I want one for $50. Like, who's going to give you one for $50? Clearly, like, that's not going to happen. At the same time, if you have one and you want to sell one for $100 million, that's probably not going to happen either. So within the bounds of reality, there is a sort of price range that that forms and that has to do with like how much time has passed and how much volume has been traded of that thing. So if that Pokemon card's only been traded three times over the course of um, five years, you know, that and, and, and price has not gone down, it could be that it's extraordinarily rare. Like for example, the Mona Lisa is not traded over and over again, um, but there appears to be some like valuation placed upon it. So there are some things that are considered truly priceless. Um, that's a different thing. Uh, but generally, most things uh, need to go through this kind of price discovery over time. In Zephyr's case right now, like uh, if you were to look at like November 4th, when um, sort of price began to kind of take off, um, it was traded at like a moving average of a 50-day moving average had just begun to be calculated because we don't have price history far enough back to do very much more. But the moving average was like three dollars and one cent, 
that was in on November fourth. That was after a dip in in the price of Zephyr from like let's see six dollars down to about three eighty six. The the moving average was actually lower than that at three dollars and fourteen cents, and then um, price took off. A bunch of people heard about the the coin and everything. It went up to about fifty two bucks. The day that um, Zephyr was at fifty two dollars, that exact same day, the fifty day moving average was only at seven dollars and sixty four cents, right? Because not enough time had passed on the average price. Um, so this is kind of like a time weighted average price in a sense. And at, at that time, like it was only about seven dollars and sixty four cents. Today, the the actual price of Zephyr's come down to about twenty three fifty seven. But the moving average, uh, the 50-day moving average is about $20.67. You can't do very much more than a 50-day moving average on this. You can't do like a 200-day moving average because the coin hasn't even been out for two days. I mean, 200 days, I'm sorry. So it doesn't even make sense like to try to, to create that average because you can't. Um, as time goes on, like in, let's say another year's, year goes by, you can do like a 100-day moving average and such. And you can kind of do that. So you get with more price history, you get a better sense of like uh, the true value of a thing um, because you can only get um, a high conviction average with more time. So time is the only way to achieve um, that type of price discovery. So right now, like we have um, Zephyr's price has basically hit the 50 day moving average three times in a row um, as the 50 day moving average has been rising. So. Uh, can you go below that? Sure. The 50-day moving average is not magic or anything. Like you could go down to a lower FIB level, of like 1470, for example, and that would be fine. It'd be normal. Um, sometimes, you know, so if you're above the 50-day moving average, an argument can be made that something is relatively expensive. If you're below the 50-day moving average, um, you know, you might argue that the value of the thing is cheap or maybe undervalued. Um, it's also possible for something to simply pump for six months and go crazy up, but then the you can still have it dump. The 50-day the moving average does not mean you, it has any predictive value of how far the price can go down. What it does do is tell you that like enough uh, time has passed in order to better solidify this range of price, let's say between $15 and $52, as opposed to the $1.86 to $6 range. Okay. Like if I had some kind of fancy sports car and like it used to trade in the, let's say it's a McLaren F1 and the thing used to trade for like a million dollars. And um, like that was, you know, let's say you know 20 years ago. And today the thing trades at like, you know, $20 million or something, whatever they're, they're worth these days, then you ask yourself, well, why, like, is it going to be possible for you to buy one again at the $10 range? The answer is probably no, right? So it's just who's going to sell it to you at that level? So this is the same thing with any kind of speculative asset or crypto. There comes a point after which that range gets left behind. So in the, in the case of um, uh, Zephyr, it was the $1.88 to um, sort of like $5.87 range. And keep in mind, like that range was um, present since at least September, uh, September 16th. So only a several months really of um, price discovery before it took off. Now, this is not uncommon with small market cap uh, things, whether it was Bitcoin or anything. In the very early days, you get this rapid takeoff because like 
you get very aggressive, highly volatile price discovery, both to the upside and to the downside. So it's not a surprise that like it consolidated for a few months and then shot off to 52 bucks. Now it's been, we've been consolidating for a number of days. Let's see how many days has it been? Uh, so the top was like on November 22nd. So just kind of imagine how many days have passed since then. We've got like what? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. Yeah, we're getting close to like, uh, it's now December 16th. So yeah, we're getting um, very close to one month since that top. And um, in that one month, because the price is so much higher than before, the 50-day moving average is $21. Um, and we've had very good like um, price discovery at this level. So what does price discovery at this level mean? It means like, okay, how many new buyers are showing up to buy this coin at a higher price from people that have this coin either mined um, for pennies or for people who had bought a lower price? And as that sort of like settles in, what will happen is eventually the the um, sellers will get exhausted and then buyers will show up and price can keep going up if there is demand for that particular thing. Um, in the case of Zephyr, I think there's a lot of people that are interested in it. So I believe there is legitimate organic demand for it. But there's also just like just bull, mar bull market vibes where people just show up to buy everything that hasn't gone up yet. Um, and they'll take a look and, and pick it up. So in a bull market, like almost anything catches a bid. You throw darts at a dartboard, everything goes up. It doesn't really mean anything necessarily. Um, but I think the combination of organic demand and just partly retard energy, the combination of the two can be quite potent in a bull market um, in, uh, in driving things upwards. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, like Zephyr's currently like $23.34 in terms of uh, current price. And I think the it had recently kind of had a little bit of run up to like 24 to 30 bucks, something like that. Um, actually, it was, I think, 32 maybe. But anyway, um, so eventually it'll break those levels if more demand shows up. Now, if that doesn't happen, let's say only miners are mining and they're selling into the market, nobody cares about this thing. Well, then price can go down by quite a lot, right? So it depends. Um, next fib level down is about. 15 bucks but i think at 15 bucks though it becomes like a much more sort of obvious buy you know to everybody like here in a bull market 50 to 60 percent retracement is pretty good if you're going to go down to 15 bucks it's even a deeper retracement in a bull market that's probably being greedy although it might happen maybe you win the lottery and um, you can pick it up really low possible uh, but there's no guarantees of that so i haven't waited for that i have figured I liked it. I kind of picked them up at 27 a few times. I think it was like 28 maybe. And then I got some at 20 when it dipped there a few days ago, like last week, I think. And then um, I got a bit more at 25 or so. And that's um, and, my, and the price now is lower than when I bought that at. So it's fine. I'm, I'm, I know that like I'm not going to exactly when things are going to reverse. Um, I'm just getting some exposure. Um, at these levels. And I think still 50 mil is a very low market cap. So there's plenty of upside room in, in my opinion. And therefore I'm not too hesitant to sort of add to this. But hopefully that maybe like helps you understand like consolidation and moving averages and what you're sort of looking for in this regard. Um, and, you know, if the moving average actually keeps moving like it is now and it hits like 
the fib. So it's the 50 day moving average is almost about to hit the fib retracement um, of 56 bucks. So as that occurs, you have this confluence of indicators, as I call it, um, where more than one indicator suggests that we have found uh, sort of a, the right price for this thing. And, and then, you know, people find very little excuse not to pick it up. So if a newcomer were to show up today and they're like, okay, it's got a good retracement, it's found price discovery after this giga pump or whatever, um, should I get it or am I going to get dumped on? That's what the new guy's going to be thinking. And especially any kind of professional who is uh, using a lot of money, the, the odds are that they're going to be looking for these indicators where um, it feels like, okay, this is kind of bottomed out. It's been a good pullback. And they're also looking at if it's a bullish or bearish market. Um, in a bearish market, people wait for like 90% drops in coins like this. In a bullish market, I think something like 50 to 60% uh, drop is pretty good, which is right where we are, in fact. Um, and that's, I think, why um, we keep catching a bid right at this level. So this is the today is the third time we're hitting the 50-day moving average, or very close. And um, so it, it sort of serves as a floor to some extent as when you look at these charts and a new guy's turn decide what to do. Um, but I do think like this is a pretty good pullback if I was going to be considering it. Um, in fact, I did consider it. I got some at 25. It's, it's, it's at a level where it's a reasonable pullback from the top. Um, why, why does the top matter? Because like the top represents to me potential. Um, when you look at the bottom, you know, these things mark up with these kind of flagpole type launches. I don't know if you can go back to bottom again. So therefore, like, you know, and I think it's unlikely to go all the way back down to bottom again, because it took a while to break out of like six bucks or something. Um, in fact, I think the level was like $5.86 was sort of a breakout level. It took a while to break that out. And all of those people were patient and waited. Um, so the same thing will happen here. You'll get some new bottom at some point, and then things will start turning upwards. And if they break prior high, then they're likely to uh, you're likely to have um, a lot of nice upside. That's the theory. So, um, and you know, with these things, you have to be patient. Like you'll see that some some blockchain projects like Chainlink or whatever sort of mooned kind of early in the season. And each time you have one of these big markup events where there's a big price discovery phase for you know a few weeks, then what happens is is that um, that it takes some time to sort of like consolidate. Excuse me, I'm yawning here. Um, but like, if you look at like the breakout for Zephyr, it happened from like the five dollars and eighty cents level. It happened on November 9th. and then uh, price went up till November twenty third. So a pretty good couple of weeks of price action to the upside, and then we've had like another couple of weeks of downside price discovery since that top. Um, so we might need another month consolidating sideways before this thing kind of goes up. Um, hard to tell exactly. But two to three months, even two to three months wouldn't be unremarkable. Because um, the longer that goes that we stay at this price, the prettier the chart looks um, in terms of upside. But you see like uh, some other projects like Chainlink, for example, ran up earlier a few months back. Um, it moved from like a $10 breakout to like around $17. And then it's been settling in around 14, 15. So 
that's just an example of one where like it's easy to get impatient. Uh, why isn't this going up? Why isn't this going up? And the temptation will always be to sort of like um, sell something that looks like it's not going anywhere and then go something and look, get something that is going on the upswing already. The problem with p picking up stuff in the upswings is like there's a much greater chance that you're going to be have a big price drop after you pick it up. Whereas if you get something that hasn't moved yet or has been consolidating for a while or just waiting in that position, sometimes it's safer. So with Chainlink is a perfect example. It's been consolidating at this kind of level since like November 8th until now. Uh, people get irritated with a month and a half worth of time. But if you look, zoom out onto these charts, like and you put them on like weekly or monthly, we're talking, you have to wait years to do well. Like even if something's going to go up, you're not going to, you know, win within one month unless you're like, you know, yellowing in on a lot of leverage, which I don't suggest doing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, quite a few coins look like they're ready to make a move now. Adam, in particular, is very interesting now. Um, Chainlink is looking interesting at this price as well. Steffi, another question. Mm, I'm not in the US, so I don't have a clue how people in the mainstream media talk about the markets and the macro situation. Are they kind of uh, bearish or bullish or what's the sentiment or... Are people in disbelief? On what's that in the, in the news? Yeah. I haven't been watching the news as of late because... Um, I haven't been watching TV for 20 years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> really, the... Um, I mean, I have stocks and things, but right now, like when we're at the beginning, sort of like the disbelief phase of a crypto market, the upside is much more in, in this space than it is in anything else. So I put my ear... I definitely put my ear to the ground now. And... Um, do other things like watch for new projects and things of that nature so i can you know dive into some interesting things like for example up told us about kls parked some money in that was able to like 2.2x that and then i took that and i bought some zephyr with it on the last dip at 20 bucks or something or no i'm sorry 27 and um i've got some other things that um have been popping off i'll have to decide what to do with them uh one of those is um that has done well is um injective we talked about it i think i picked it up at like 64 cents when uh soy told told us about it or, or what happened to me in the room that day and i noticed it and uh and now it's about double that um already and that's after like a week or something so uh that went well and that was again it was a small market cap situation with um a lot of backing from like serious um you know, market players like Binance Labs and stuff. And I was like, ah, this looks really good because just I don't even care what it does. So like if the market cap is tiny and it's, you know, on every exchange because it's supported by the biggest company, um, it's probably going to launch. And that, that's exactly what it did. Um, so I, I, same with Zephyr. Like ultimately, I think uh, because it's an anonymous protocol type of thing, it's hard to make a lot of waves in the media about it. Uh, unless the community are, you know, just simply retweet and kind of do a lot of comments about it. But um, it's uh, it's likely to develop more organically over time and, and without a VC funding kind of background to it. Yeah, we don't have Facebook shills, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, not, it's not to say that they won't, they won't come. It's just at this moment, it's a relatively early, early protocol. 
Yeah, the question is uh, who's going to benefit? You know, you have to have a really big back to actually be happy to pay them, right? <laughs> right, right. And, uh, one more question, Zephyr. When it comes to mining, you know, I've been doodling around with the silly RAM, try to get a new RAM, and I can't get that hash rate up. I see people posting with substantially higher hash rates, and I'm not sure. There was one thing that um up to are, are you overclocking the core also or no um not really not really there's some settings in there to boost your ram a little bit if you so if it's a 5600 uh megahertz ram you could probably go to like you probably go to six six fifty six hundred megahertz ram you could probably go to six thousand oh yeah 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 six thousand megahertz ram i'm able to go to like maybe sixty four hundred that helped a little bit right yeah, I mean, it's just like it goes to a value and I can't, I even got new RAM just to check it out, you know, what's the matter here? And I'm kind of getting bored with it, you know, because yeah, yeah. it should do some more, right? Um, yeah, anyway. I, 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 like, I went so far pushing it because I didn't want to test a million permutations of chips and have them not work right. So I kind of did a modest tweak on it and then just let it ride. Yeah, yeah probably the right thing to do rather than wasting a couple of days on it. Again. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how obsessed you want to get with the thing, basically. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think like, uh, let me see, what, what, what anything particular popping off today in terms of uh, like exciting price action? Let's see. Um, let's see. Injective and Fetch, which were the ones that were sort of like trying to reach new highs and stuff, uh, both have been kind of like uh, dragged down a little bit, which is probably good. Uh, clear out some of those long, long positions. Um, Stargaze is doing phenomenally well. Um, off the bottom, so it was like around 0 0.005 at the bottom, and now it's 0 0.0358, so... I know Sumo's bag, who he got a bunch of that at the very bottom. He must be doing really quite well. Uh, probably like you know, close to 10x by now or something. Um, I am definitely past break even on stars now. And its bear market top was sitting right at about six cents. And the price now is like 3.5 cents. So I think up to the bear market top, stars is kind of like an obvious. And um, I think as you get into the bullish times, um, people in the cosmos are going to be looking for projects that they know are that they work and that they're created by good people. And ultimately, I think uh, Stargate is going to catch a bid. I suspect my initial investment will, I suspect it will easily 10x. Um, will it go a lot higher than that? Maybe. Um, it's Stargate's high was. Um, let's see 83 cents or something it's currently four cents i don't know if it'll do that again this bull run or not um very difficult to say but i think going back at least to its level of the prior bear market high back in october of, i think it was like november of uh yeah october november of 2022 it was at uh, at least six cents and that's where it's headed right now. And that would be its first point of breakout. If it can beat its bear market high, then it has beat like it's uh busted out of a retracement that's lasted since like, you know, November 1st, 2023. 
And getting above that would be super bullish for, you know, ongoing continuation. Um, it is quite possible, by the way, the entire altcoin space just keeps moving up, up and away for like, you know, months at a time. Uh, we've had such long consolidation periods for some of these like Chainlink and for Atom and for, um, I mean, just for the whole space, honestly, that um, things have been going sideways for quite a long time, which gives a lot of room to kind of really pop at this point with uh, sellers having been pretty much exhausted already. The other stuff that I'm in, Akash is still slowly climbing. That's AKT. Oh, Kujira got a pullback here. Um, if people want some Kujira, it's dipped to 466.88. It, it went to five bucks. It went to five bucks again um, this week, in fact, the last few days. And then um, its 50 day moving average is about $3.18, whereas the current price is about $4.67. So, um, but the $200 200-day moving average is only $1.40. So if you say, well, like, you know, how far could Kujira drop? I guess it could drop to about 40 if it wants to, um, if not even lower. Uh, but again, usually bull markets, um, things tend to ride, you know, higher, faster over the slow moving average, whereas in a um in a if you're in a bull market you, you tend to ride faster and higher if it's in a bear market of course uh the you know bear market rallies don't move with st such aggression so we'll see mm, what else is here um oh adam uh which i put in the title of the space um it has consolidated between the range of five dollars and fifty cents and uh, $12.46. It has done that range going back to January of 2021. So really a, a lot of price history in this price range. And um, once you get, it's a, close to 12 bucks now, but once you get past the $16 range for Adam, there is very little resistance north of there with very little um, price action at that time frame. So I think if we pass 16 bucks, um, things are probably head off to all-time high. So it doesn't take that much to make Adam move. Uh, you might be, you might be quite pleasantly surprised if we have a full bull market, how much uh, something like Adam or even Ethereum or whatever can move, the layer, the, the OG layer ones. Yeah, it'll, it'll better, you know. I hope it does because, I, you know, I think um, Ethereum with all these sharding change and ethereum not scaling it's kind of it lost the vibe to me you know it doesn't look like um like a concept anymore i don't know it just feels like a little bit odd and um the chain is slow and everything right and with adam it just everything integrates so nicely it's really if someone wants to you know from a let's say from a more user-friendly perspective or user perspective it's like uh, it's really nicely built and it works. You know, you don't get many errors and it's easy to set up. And if you have Kepler wallet, you can go on this chain and take that shit, right? And claim this airdrop, which is cool, I think. Um, I mean, the more difficult it gets, if and people yeah. don't get don't get wrecked that often on the Adam on the Cosmos chains. I mean, it's basically it's a minefield if you go on Ethereum, right? I mean, not getting wrecked. Now. 
<laughs> Ethereum is like, okay, <laughs> that's the first, right? <laughs> it's kind of weird. Anyway. Yeah, between the wallet drains and ledger problems and, you know. Yeah, I just saw something stuff. today. It's like the guy stole like, bought a apes and whatnot like 40 of them and he's like yeah you know i'm not a scammer just give me 10 percent and i return it to you <laughs> jesus yeah yeah it's the usual white hack yeah, a little bit like, of profit from it yeah try that in the real world you know <laughs> see how far you get <laughs> yeah steal your shit from the the walmart and then like sell them their shit back for 10 percent yeah Exactly. I'll give it back, but you got to give me ten percent back. Okay. <laughs> you know anyway. the judge probably would laugh his eyes off if the guy said something like that in the courtroom. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny the the losing of your monkey picks. I don't know. Like, why are your monkey picks there in the first place, and why are people losing? Them? I don't even know. Uh, man. Anyway. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of stupid code out there. Basically, <laughs> I mean, you know. Like, there's a lot of ways for you to lose your money. Oh, that's, I mean, that's, that's easy. Just one wrong investment. I mean, there's so many things. I had a lot of my, my family's money actually in that stupid wire card thing in Germany here. And they made up a fake bank statement where they <laughs> didn't have 1 billion euros or US dollars, I think. And no one. How painful, that. how painful must that be though? To be like, oh yeah, I got the NFT, the wave of the future and blah, blah, blah. And it's a monkey pick. Yeah. And that monkey pick gets stolen. Yeah. <laughs> How stupid is this? Yeah, it's really so much for self custody. Well, I mean, it still happens with stock companies and shit like that, right? I mean, it's like it's it's yeah. It's you can have like ther a Theranos rug pull. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm just saying. You know, this this wire card thing here in Germany, they were basically processing credit cards for something like which is equal to Walmart, like over here, right? And so they were a payment processor and, and, and they completely frauded everyone, right? The stock went to zero in, in a week. <laughs> oh, real quick, I would point out um, fetch.ai um, topped out at about 0.73. It pulled back to 0.65 right now. But um, its next FIB level is its all-time high, um, which is at a buck 20. So I, th I think the probability of it getting there is pretty good. Um, you know, it's continued to just climb. It did a little bit of a pullback, as did a variety of coins. Um, Kajira like broke out past its five dollar level, for example, is back to four um, sixty seven. So kind of like had a bit of a pullback. I don't know if the whole space is going to pull back, or these are just kind of like you know healthy drops. It's hard to tell what's a true rejection, and like you know you're going to have a market trend reversal. And what of these moves is just simply, um, you know, like a, a brief dip. Remember, every dip seems like it's the end, right? Like, oh, no, it's going to turn down. <laughs> like, there's no way to tell. I mean, you, if you look at like Fetch's price history, for example, these type of dips on the way up happened literally like every other day. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, but more up than down over the longer haul. But Fetch has one of the prettier charts that I've been mentioning this last few months, this last month or so. Um, so I, yeah. I picked it up at like 37. I'm just holding it. Um, and my intent is to kind of hold it to at least the, like if, if it, uh, the gamble is that it's going to break all time high and it's going to run to its next extension, which would be like four, 
the 78 and doesn't have enough gas in the tank to get to the next extension after that, which is like $9.90, maybe. It, it could ride on just pure meme energy and whatever and you know go to like off into the blue skies. So I think that's one where I'm holding it with the with the concept that um, I just let it ride to Valhalla. And, uh, and uh, I, I think the odds are pretty good that it at least goes back to its prior high because it's almost there already. And then um, beyond that is just gravy at that point. So we yeah. shall see. Chart looks really good on that one. Mm -hmm. Can't deny that. And if some people ape in, it doesn't take a lot, right? To to actually get it to some decent price discovery, fib extensions, I guess. Yep, Stargaze yeah. is looking pretty hot too. It's like a, it's like been a like almost constant lineup for the past um, oh I don't know week or so, and um, it's such a simple, easy system to understand the Stargaze system. And like the other interesting thing is though is that as the price of the stars tokens goes up all the people's um nfts are mooning simultaneously because the the dollar value of the nfts in stars tokens has basically like you know doubled or tripled over the short course of time and when that happens everybody in those nft communities goes ape shit talking about it and doing talk about nfts and stuff because they're, they're feeling better about the value of their nfts and they become a like a advertising dynamo for that ecosystem and uh, remember, the price. If price is a meme, then price definitely has an effect on the value of NFTs, and um, and that also becomes memetic. And I think, uh, like bear market high for for um, for Stargaze is approximately a two x away from current value, and that's the bear market high. That was kind of like um, a reflexive move after the bottom. Um, at the you know after FTX and stuff, like it it hit a low of like you know, one and a half cents. And then it kind of did a pop to about six cents and then dumped all the way down to like 0 0.00, like five, eight, like half a cent or something ridiculous. So, and I think some of the founders and stuff have done some selling already last bull market is my understanding. I'm not hundred percent sure, but that means that like there's less, less coins in the market to sell comparatively. Um, I don't know if the inflation, I don't know if the inflationary yield of Stargaze is for staking it right now, but it's always been pretty good. I've always kept enough Stargaze stakes so that if the the um, I want to buy some NFTs, I just ha I can buy it with my yield at any given time. So that's kind of a cool little like feature of that. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's going to do well. The um, the other one we were talking about like last week was um, Neutron NTRN, and um, that was the one that I picked up at like maybe sixty four. Yeah, sixty-four cents. I got it for in uh, maybe like December eleventh or thereabouts, and then now it's sitting at like a buck twenty-five. So it's approximately a two x at this point. Um, the next levels on that one are actually a dollar seventy-two and sort of a dollar ninety-four. I don't know how high this will go before kind of a s substantial pullback. Um, I'd mentioned that its curve was just going parabolic. And of course, it's in price discovery, so you can easily go parabolic in price discovery. Um, so yeah, you don't. I'm not sure how high this one's going to go before kind of a serious pullback. But let's see. NTRN is. Um, let me look at the. Um, 
I was going to look at the market cap here. Um, oh, this is the one where you can't find the market cap except on coinmarketcap.com. Uh, let me see where it is now. Uh, these things can obviously get way too overheated too. And then you can sort of like take profit or sell or whatever. Let me see what that market cap actually is. It is, um, yeah, 337 million. So that's getting, that's about 10% of the market cap of Atom itself. So this, this is an Atom sidechain. Um, so for a brand new coin that does nothing, I would say it's getting a little bit hot, but at the same time, it's on Binance and a bunch of other exchanges. Remember I mentioned this one was almost certainly going to moon just because of the fact that like it's on so many exchanges and it's such a low market cap and it's backed by Binance Labs. I figured it would pop. Um, but yeah, how much gas does it have left in the tank? It has clearly gone straight up parabolic. Um, can it get to a billion market cap like in, in like another 3x from now, like right away? Maybe, maybe, but I'm not so sure. Um, it gets harder and harder to tell. Um, you know, at the same time, like long run, if you're wrong, like what's the worst that could happen? Okay, you, you dumps and then you have you're a bag holder that has to wait in an early bull market. Low market cap, high availability coin, you'd probably still be okay. But I thought the, the, and keep in mind, like when I bought this thing at like 64 cents, it was literally the top at that time. So it wasn't like, uh, but it was only like a 3x off the bottom, though, to be fair. So I felt like the valuation there was pretty fair. Like, is the valuation fair now? I don't know about that. Um, this thing, like Neutron, could drop any time at this point. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, I took some of my airdrop um, and I picked up some Zephyr um, from that one. But like <laughs> it, the price of Neutron went up after I sold my airdrop and the price of Zephyr dropped after I bought it. So there you go. Um, not exactly a um, a perfect trade. <laughs> it went, it went uh, the wrong direction. That's okay. Not a problem. Um, I'm confident in Zephyr's ability to sort of make some moves from here. So I think it has more upside than Neutron does. So Zephyr's market cap is only 50 mil market cap or thereabouts, whereas Neutron's already now up to 300 something mil. So um, I, I think relative, I, I tend to focus right now on relative upside. So some of the smaller market cap things I have like Stargaze and things like Zephyr, I'm not willing to part with because they have so much bull market sort of like, you know, they can go into hyperdrive or whatever still right and then i like the ones that are in price discovery like maybe injective because you know there's no resistance essentially it can just keep climbing and climbing during the whole bull market to whatever top it's going to have so i got a little bit of that as a micro moon bag just uh not really for a moon bag I, I just bought injective just for like a you know like a 3x or some shit and i would just take that and i'd get some more zephyr with it the idea is like if i have some shit that's going up and i have something going down like zephyr or link then I can just simply add to the ones that are down. I'm a dip buyer chronically, so that's just what I do. Um, I find that to be much lower sort of relative risk. So for example, Kujira pulled back to $4.60 at the moment from like $5. So basically I'll watch some of these ones that are like I bought for just a quick gamble. And if I get a two or three X on them, I might be like, okay, this other one over here pulled back 50%, 60%. I might just go ahead and pile into that. And sometimes you'll buy, do that, you'll rotate, and then that will drop, right? So you'll be like, oh, man, I lost the gains that I got. But still, um, over time, that tends to be a positive if you're sort of buying the dip on the stuff that is retraced and then, you know, maybe taking profit on the things that um, you feel like 
have really, really pumped already. Um, and you want to kind of like play that you know, rotation or whatever. But remember, each time you make a transaction on a public chain or a public um, thing, you are accruing taxes and tax liability. So just be careful with that. Um, the tax man is being way more aggressive now than they used to be. So um, you keep records of those things if you make any interesting transactions. Oh, we have, uh, I think Jonathan's here with Lavana. Um, I've got time to talk about Lavana. We're just shooting the shit, Jonathan, if that's you. I can add you on. But like they were trying to get on at some point to talk about their protocol. Um, because we're, I'm back to work, so I don't know exactly what my schedule is going to be, when I'm going to take phone calls and stuff. So, um, it's hard for me to like schedule precise times when protocols are like, oh, I want to do it. Like, a, let's do a space about, um, X, Y, or Z. But, um, Jonathan, is that you? Yes, it is. Hey man, hold on. I'm just, uh, just putting shoes on yes. and I'm going to run out of the house. So I don't wake everybody up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. For yeah, you want to talk about Lavana for a little bit? I, yeah. I, I can change the space name to. Uh, sure, that's exciting. I didn't, you know, I I didn't even know you could change space names. That's uh... yes, we can. Um, right now, it's just we're just BSing about random things, price action, whatever. Um, but we can certainly chat about Lavana. What is the ticker, by the way, right now? LVN. LVN. That's right. For some reason, I thought it was L. Uh, LVN. There we go. We get it. And um, yeah, but yeah, there are a variety of protocols and folks who are wanting to just sort of chat and stuff. But um, like, I'm back to my regular work schedule, and man, it's like trying to wake up at really weird times, uh, super early in the morning or going late at night is like brutal for me. I'm like, I don't even get paid to do this, so it's like, <laughs> I just, it's like, it's easier if like I'm running the space and someone just shows up and like, hey, let me pitch what's going on, um, than it is to try to schedule something very specific. But anyway. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, and uh, thanks, uh, you know, for you know, I'll, I'll, it, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know, I've been I've been a fan of your your spaces, and uh, also for introducing me to Zeph. You know, I've uh, I. It's 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 weird and interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of a strange. It it is very interesting. I don't know if um, you were into Haven at all back in two thousand and twenty. I was not. But do you, but you're aware that like Haven's algorithmic method got wrecked, similar to how Luna's. Did yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. In some way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it mm -hmm. all kind of goes the same, you know. That because uh, it it can't handle it's not shock resistant, but um, so precisely. But precisely. But but it's a it's it's the same itch, you know. It's the same itch being scratched, and and I always loved the fact that it was like merge mind with Monero. You know, it was, it had a strong community behind it. It's actually what got me into Terra was um, friends that were into Haven. So when I, when I saw Zeph, it was, um, you know, it was like, it, it, it's just inevitable that one of these kind of like, uh, um, you know, volatility dampening, um, uh, you know, vol like, uh, you know, that, that, that a two state, a two coin style system um, is eventually going to succeed because there's so much upside in it. And especially having one that has a, a privacy focus is like such a no brainer. So I'm, I'm very bullish. What, what I like about, what I like about this one, Jonathan, in particular for, for um, Zephyr is that I don't need a ton of Zephyr stable dollar adoption by the masses. Honestly, I don't even care. Like what I need personally is the ability to swap in and out of the unstable asset for myself 
in a and if it's private, that's even better. And the fact that I don't have to go to a centralized exchange or even a DEX or whatever to make it work. Uh, if there's just enough ZSD collateral, I mean, you know, collateral available for me to like make my personal moves, that's all I need. I don't need like a bunch of excess of that. And well, I, I think it's a really good, um, well, I mean, the good model case, for like. I don't know. I, I, the use I'm case, a big, yeah. I'm a big uh, proponent. I guess this is, you know, like when you know this is like from the lunatic days. But I, I'm a big uh, believer that the more utility that you can have for the volatility dampened asset. Um, in order to be able to do other type of things that might be risk on, like being able to take perps positions or being able to even just use it in commerce um, is, uh, you know, being able to lend it, um, use it for to collateralize margin positions, those types of things. Um, they'll eventually come, you know, to, to Zeph, you know, or a wrapped form, uh, Zephyr or a wrapped form of it. Um, but it's, a, it, you know, it's exciting to kind of see the bootstrapping phase. Yeah, the, the, going certainly through. the more places that the both the collateral is useful and the stable coin is useful, this this sort of like more solidified the system becomes. But I, I do like in this case the fact that there's not too much there's not any sort of like Ponzinomics involved. So since the base asset is proof of work, you can't just mint it at will. You have to actually mine it. And that creates a kind of a, a floor in terms of the inflation to some extent. And then on top of that, it's like you, you, um, so you have an on-chain proof of work collateral, which I think is important. It's what, remember, it's what Doe was trying to do with Bitcoin with the LFG Foundation thing. Remember? Yep. Yep. Um, same concept. And, and, you know, the, the fact that this has an on-chain collateral, um, I think is important. And then the, having the privacy part of it is, uh, is like an icing on the cake, especially with CBDCs and AI and all that shit coming that in this coming year. It's going to really wreck a lot of people. <laughs> so I think there's going to be a lot of folks that are going to, you know, turn their eye to this and go, "Hmm, that could be something that's useful for me." <laughs> so I think that's all it takes for a few people. It, yeah, this doesn't have to get mega gigantic to be useful in all, in all seriousness. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it really doesn't. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll jump into what is anyway. yeah, what is Lavana? If there's anybody. Yeah, what do you guys? So what are you guys doing in Lavana? Uh, so right now the Lavana. Uh, protocol is running on osmosis correct yes and uh we have it's a it's a it is a a unique um somewhat in like i'd say inspired by um by gmx uh, gns uh, i'd call it like a gen 3 perpetual protocol like if you consider like gen 1 is probably like future swap and um mc decks and um uh you know uh uh, perps, uh, perpetual finance, those were kind of like Gen 1, you know, and then we got a lot of, you know, the, the, the order book or, or extended margin, um, you know, DYDX, um, Helix, and uh, those were kind of like uh, Gen 2, and then the, the model, uh, you know, uh, maybe that was one and a half, because they're kind of mimicking what we see in, uh, in TradeFi, and then, you know, G uh, GMX um, with its uh, GLP, and it's um uh, you know it's a crypto uh, payout uh, you know where you could actually just earn eth you know by providing collateral to it um that was like the next generation and we've kind of taken a lot of that tech and built from the ground up and you know as a uh, you know, cosmosm contracts over the last almost two years now um we've been in the market for about four months and uh, we've built something that is designed to be um incredibly shock resistant uh, where it's it's the, the 
damn near impossible for the exchange to uh, have um, insolvency um, because of, of, of many different uh, technical innovations. Um, but one of the things that separates us uh, probably most strikingly from when you use the protocol is that um, all of the liquidity of the markets are completely siloed. So we have a few different types of markets. We have crypto collateralized markets like our Bitcoin, our Atom, um, our ETH market, um, which are all very popular, where the liquidity providers actually deposit the, the base asset of you know, the Bitcoin itself. Uh, in our case, we're using wrapped Bitcoin, a bridge from Ethereum through Axelar, um, or obviously Atom is just IBC Atom from the Cosmos hub. But uh, this, what this does is it creates a real yield earn on the asset where you deposit into the counterparty vaults, traders trade, you don't care whether or not, you know, the price of the underlying is going up or down. You know, as long as uh, traders uh, lose and, and they tend to lose over, over a long period of time. So you get paid all of the trading fees, um, plus you get uh, paid in their liquidations. So what we've been seeing is, you know, uh, double digit and sometimes triple digit APRs um, on these pools paid out in the native assets. So paid out in Bitcoin, paid out in Atom. Uh, any, um, and there's no impermanent loss. It should, you just deposit one token. And because it's real assets that you're actually depositing, we can support more exotic uh, markets like we can, port, we can support liquid staked Atom. So now on top of the, you know, it was 20%. Now it's, uh, you know, half of that, I believe. Um, but whatever the, the, the risk-free rate is, we're complementary to it. So you take your SD Atom, you deposit it, uh, traders are trading um, or taking on leverage, long or short, up to 30x uh, for that particular market uh, in SD Atom. And then uh, you are getting fees paid in so SD Atom. Real quick, real quick, maybe you can describe to me like what I could do. So I have a bunch of Atom. Um, I, on Stride Protocol, convert it to ST Atom. Yep. Um, I then take that ST Atom and I, like, send it over to Levana via IBC and then kind of I'm ready to play some video games or what? Like, what do I do? So what you do is you, um, well, number one is you could just go on Osmosis Dex and just swap your Atom for SD Atom because it's a pretty, you know, it's a, it's a stable. Oh, swap. you can do it right there. Yeah. And I mean, okay. you know, you might, you might get a little bit of slippage, but look, if you're not like, you know, doing hundreds of thousands of dollars, it might just be simpler. Um, and obviously you can just check what the, whatever the slippage and fees are there and compare it you know, to what you would get if you bridged over to Stride and then bridged back. But now that you've got your SD Atom, you can either start leverage trading with it um, or you can provide liquidity. And so you go to trade.levana.finance, you click on the Earn tab, you scroll down to the SD Atom market, you see what the um, seven-day average rates are. I think there's like a little, you know, an info bar so you can actually see the 24-hour rates. Um, or if you click the Stats tab and you click um, you know, there's historical rates. So maybe describe like, uh, without getting yep. too complicated, like like if I had 10 Atom, let's say. Yep. Um, Atom's currently worth like like 12 bucks or something at the moment. Um, so if I had my 10 Atom, um, how much would, so if, let's say I wanted to take some risk on 10% of that. Does the protocol like, 
keep track of how much uh, collateral I have there that I'm putting at risk. And then like the more I have that it goes by what loan to value ratio or something like how does like, how do I prevent myself from getting liquidated if like I'm going long Adam essentially? How do I prevent myself from being liquidated if I happen to have a position of Adam in this thing? Oh, so, okay. So it, you're, you get to pick, there's, there's really three actors. It's a market, Levana is a marketplace for three different actors. There's long traders, there's short traders, and then there's liquidity providers. So you need to, to decide, you know, what is it that you want to do? Do you want to go long Adam? Or in our case, SD Adam, do you want to go short it? And then obviously you can switch those positions back and forth willy nilly with if the, you think the market is bullish, you'll go long. And then you might set a take profit and a stop loss. And then when that hits or when you decide to update or close the position, you might decide to flip it back to short. That's all on the trading desk on Levana. Now, if you're saying to yourself, I'm not really a trader, I just want to make money off of, um, you know, the, the, the gambler's fallacy from traders themselves. Um, so then you would just go to the earn page. So just, in a, but maybe like describe a, a, a theoretical position with my 10 Adam. Like, ah. So I would like, let's say I believe, let's just, let's presume that I believe that Adam's going to 50 bucks or something. It's, I, sure. I presume that there's going to be quite a bit of upside. So if I believe that, um, like, what could I do with my 10 Adam then? Like, what would be a strategy? You, you, like, well, you use a I, fraction of that? You, you kind of what? Well, you could how take you... however much. First of all, you don't deposit, it, it, as a trader, you don't deposit Adam into Levana unless you're actually opening a position. So it's not like you have to keep, you know, a, uh, like a, a, a credit account on Levana. The, the, uh, the SP Adam sits in your wallet, and then you come to the user interface um, of the trading section. And you might say, okay, I'm going to put in two, uh, two SD Atom, and I want to go 20x long. Um, I want to set a take profit for 30 bucks. I want to set a stop loss for $9. And then you'll look at the P&L preview. It'll say, oh, if it hits 30 bucks at 20x leverage, you're going to make X amount of money, which is a certain amount of profit, uh, percentage profit. If your stop loss hits, then you'll you'll lose Y amount of money, which is a certain amount percentage of, uh, of loss. And that if those ratios look good to you, you click open the trade, and then now you've got the trade open. And then this thing will just um, monitor, you know, uh, your take profits or, or your, your stop loss automatically for you. And then when those things hit, um, you know, your position will be closed. Or obviously you could close it at any point manually as you want, or you can even sign up for notifications and you'll get telegram or discord or email notifications that, uh, you know, that, that the things that you wanted or didn't want to happen occurred on the protocol. That's all from the trader section. But if you don't want to be a trader at mm -hmm. all, you could just go. So, yep. but, but in this process is, is a certain percentage of my Adam, the, the locked collateral, because obviously like if the price goes like, let's say below $9 and that's where my stop loss is, then I, I lose whatever position I have established correct yeah, or, yes. is, or can you cover it. that and well, add collateral and things yes here? you How can does... you can top up your collateral so you would uh if you had an open position you would just tap on it and you'd be able to see you could adjust your leverage you could adjust your um your collateral you could adjust your stop loss or your take profit you can also set limit orders um so your position doesn't need to open until you hit a certain um you know until a certain like pullback happens or a run happens that you were looking for but yes, assuming that you get liquidated, then 
your collateral gets wiped out or the, the vast majority of it get wiped, gets wiped out. It depends on how you've set your stop loss to protect yourself, but it's all very clear from the UI. You're going to see, you know, more or less, um, you know, what you're going to get. So you might, you might put that nine, I'm going to make up the numbers now. So you might put those two atom in and then you set a stop loss. Um, you know, we set it like $9 and it'll say, oh, if your stop loss hits, you're going to lose 30% of, of your collateral. So in the case that it was um, two atoms, you would lose 0 0.6 atom um, or 0 0.7 atom, you know, to round it up. Um, and then it'll say, okay, if, you're, if your take profit hits, you know, then you're going to gain, you know, I don't even know what that, what that would be in my head, but let, let's say that you'll gain 500% profit and it'll, you know, show in the UI exactly how much you gain. So it's very clear what the boundaries are in terms of if you were, if your uh, price prediction was correct, you're going to win this amount. If your price prediction was incorrect, then you're going to lose this amount. And then it's just a matter of setting those boundaries to be something that you as a trader are comfortable with. Okay. So like I've got this uh, like pile of Adam and uh, the nice thing is I have it staked or whatever. And um, I could easily either have it liquid staked as ST Adam or I could just leave it as regular staking. And I could one strategy that I might take like personally might be okay. Um, so I'm getting yield for my Adam. So the inflation, the yield right now is around 14% staked. So one strategy I might do is like just take my yield. And if I'm at what looks like the, the beginning of a, a bullish market, I could then take that yield and try to amplify that yield by going into a leveraged position on the Vana. If I feel like my we're, we're getting toppy, I could use my yield to actually put in a short position and benefit from that also and maybe potentially amplify my yield. So I kind of look at that as like, okay, if... I'm not really risking at that point my primary asset. I'm using the yield from that asset and playing video games with it um, as sort of a form of entertainment in a sense. And uh, like I could have it go up or down and like try to or or hedge a position. Like, well, you know, like I think I'll take a hedge position over here by shorting up or higher in the market, so that um, it's it's a way to profit from the fact that I have this asset without having to sell the primary asset. Um, and it also like theoretically would be a different tax lot in a sense, because it's a short, um, as opposed to trying to sell your actual, uh, your actual primary asset. So that could be interesting. Um, yeah, that, the there, yeah there's that different like to, uh, ways to hedge. Exactly. The fact that you can go short while you're holding the long asset without having to sell it, uh, is a huge technical advantage that Levana brings to the market. And that's one of the reasons that it's been so popular with whales on Cosmos because they don't want to sell their Osmo or their Atom or their state, their liquid staked Atom or, or other assets, but they want a way to, to hedge it. And especially if it's locked into some type of validator with, you know, two, three weeks um, withdrawal period. So this becomes even, even more interesting. But again, the, 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 the other part that we, you know, that I think we, we need to double tap on is that you don't even need to be a trader. You can just, you can just, you can just be, um, the the casino essentially you can just put money into the earn section and then now it's being lent out to traders and then you're collecting the fees that the traders are paying uh, and that's uh, that's that's actually probably one of our most popular features is uh, is not being a trader but just providing the liquidity for the traders themselves and we have over 25 markets and because they're all segregated markets you can actually pick which markets that you think 
traders are going to be successful or unsuccessful at, then you can deploy your capital, um, which is either the crypto asset or, or in many cases, USDC, um, uh, directly into the market that you have that you want to earn from. And each of the markets has its own segregated APR, and you can see the historical APR rates. And then there's another um, strategy which has been very popular, which is just funding rate arbitrage. In many cases, when the market is very um, you know, homogenistic in terms of its view, whether it's everybody thinks that Solana is going to go to the moon or, or you know, Tia did like a 10x off of the launch and now they're, you know, people are, are, you know, might be bearish. And so then you end up seeing like, you know, 500% APR, you know, to short or 500% APR to long a certain asset. And so you could just open up a, a counter trade, um, which uh, like a cash and carry trade. Um, where I might actually own uh, Tia, you know, and then I short Tia, and so now I'm more, I'm delta neutral on that, uh, but I'm getting this huge APR just from the funding rate. So that's that's kind of another strategy that people are using Levana for, and and we actually are just about to pass, you know, in a billion dollars worth of trading volume. So it's a it's quite a remarkable accomplishment. That's impressive. Yeah, it's about. Yeah, good. Yeah, they said it couldn't be done. On yeah, I'm, I'm glad that's. Yeah, I'm glad it's working for you guys because I know you got like, you guys have been through a a shit ton of issues because you were initially on Terra and like had to suffer through that fiasco. So it's it's nice to see that like um, from the ashes comes Levana and things are going smoothly right now. Yeah, well, we're not. You know, uh, I look at it as kind of like where we are today. You know, we're launching. God willing, the token is launching next week. Um, we just launched. Uh, we just announced the partnership with Gate.io. They're going to be doing. Um, you know they're going to be doing an oh an they're going to, it's going to be on gate is that where else is it going to launch on osmosis as well yeah. simultaneously yeah, imagine, yeah. Right? it'll be on it'll be on helix it'll be on osmosis it'll probably be on astroport um but uh you know it'll also be on the mexc and gate io one of the things that we're interested in is when when can um when do we first get access you think like uh, for on, on the actual decks um on like osmosis specifically either the 19th or the 20th um so it's uh, a lot of it just you know has to do with uh, uh, we're not very good at, at specific deadlines because it's it's about dev resources and testing things. So once we we've tested it and it's it's working and, and we're happy with it, then so, so Jonathan, you're gonna DM me and be like, hey, it's ready. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, maybe that's what's gonna happen, maybe. right? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> so okay, well, good. Like it's so, but it's close. It's not. It's uh. Yeah, I mean, it, the, it, we're not that far yeah, away from this. Yeah, minted. it's probably in about 200 wallets already right now. Just you know, there's been like teasing airdrop campaigns. There, you know, we're hoping to get an airdrop campaign out to um, you know, our our the, the our legacy community from the GameFi stuff. So that that should go out, um, God willing, uh, towards the end of the, of uh, this upcoming week. And, uh, but would you would you say though it's going to go like do you think it's going to release on osmosis first or like where's initial price discovery going to happen? Well, but initial, as we saw with Tia, it doesn't really matter. You know, I think that the Binance listing mm -hmm. predated the osmosis listing by a few hours, if I'm not mistaken. But the you know it mm -hmm. just kind of sat on Binance as you know it because that wasn't where the community was, and and then price discovery really happened mm -hmm. on osmosis. And then arbitrage, you know, mm. kind of pulled Binance, uh, you know, by the, by, you know, by the ears. Of course. So, of course. so I suspect that, that price discovery will happen on osmosis. 
Um, but it's also, it, you know, as with any of these tokens, it's going to, you know, presumably it'll launch with relatively low liquidity. So that means it's going to be um, a pretty is, wild is, ride, you know, for the first. For the is first this going to be like, um, yeah, of course. Like, do you believe this? Is, so the token itself, is it going to have some cool stuff like GMX, like where the, the holder gets some sort of like, revenue from the platform or something or like what's the so gmx has the basics the, there yeah so it's a great question so the, i mean there's if we look at you know dydx it took them about four years to to put together i'd call it like a sensical um token economic model that you know had uh that what's the term rehypothecated the uh you know the the, the profits of the, the the protocol um with uh levano on day one uh, those features are not going to be live uh, but that's the, you know we don't need to reinvent the wheel here. We look at you know the at the interest that the community has gained um, you know from the Osmos uh, Osmos fees um, and from you know Kajira and from DYDX and we really don't need to reinvent anything here. It's just a matter of putting it in place. And uh, also I'm you know I th I'm a big fan uh, uh, about the the MakerDAO um, the economic model of where they essentially just use the fees from the protocol to just burn it um so it's the the, the really the, the plan must simpler more tax efficient yeah that way exa exactly because then you just hold the asset and it becomes more deflationary over time. exactly exactly so that's so i mean eventually i just want there to be or you know the team really just wants there to be no levana token because it'll all just all be gone because the protocol will have so much fees that it'll just destroy everything um but it's going to take time to get to that point and you know in the meantime you know, we constantly see trends in token economic models kind of go through waves. And we want to be open to the, you know, what was uh, popular in the previous cycle, you know, with the, the, the GMX model, like you described, um, may not be the trend in this up, up and coming cycle, assuming that the winter isn't, uh, you know, the winter is thawing and that we're moving into, you know, something exciting. I think, I think the key... I think the key, Jonathan, is there's there needs to be like a dashboard that simply gives you some idea of like what value am I getting holding this? And I think when someone has yield being delivered in the form of some kind of like coin, it's visually visually obvious to people. When that's not the case, like some sort of dashboard has to make it really clear, like uh, you know maybe like the the value of the this you know token like you know how has it changed as a result of this this value accrual mechanism and like over a period of say a month or two or six months or whatever like how much more value have i gotten by having this and i think that's where it gets tricky is the is the 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 end user needs to have a simple way to know what the heck it is that they're getting out of it absolutely and and i think that that's where a lot of uh of, of customer feedback is going to be really critical it's because uh, uh, essentially what you're trying to do is to, to it's uh, a token is essentially a, se a separate product. If you want to look at it from a product designer, you know, which is uh, I like to wear my product designer hat. And so the the, the dashboards, um, the governance, the staking mechanism, all of this, it, it needs to be very well polished. And, and that takes that takes time. And what we've seen, what we've had the uh, um, opportunity to do with um, Lavana is first really just test the product. Does it work with no subsidy? Does it work? Are people gonna wanna use it? Are people gonna want to deposit uh, LP capital into it? Are people gonna wanna trade on it? And the answer has been a resounding yes. 
you know, osmosis. Yeah, I think I think I think subsidizing it is just a waste of like it doesn't make any sense. But that's, those, those days, I think, are you know, like that was the mostly model over. Of, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that, yeah. that, that's how. But it's also it's a it's a it's a crazy growth mechanism. I mean, you know, we we can't de- deny that. You know, look, fifty you know BTC every block was a, a very uh, you know lucrative way to get people to mine Bitcoin, and then over time that that reduced. So you know we haven't needed to to do that, um, and so that puts us in a, you know a rather luxurious uh, or opportunistic spot to really think about like okay our vision is we want to be very well aligned with the growth of osmosis and the vision of osmosis over the next you know let's say five years. So how do we make sure that the token economics um, you know pl- directly plays a hand in that? How do we make sure that as many people in osmosis as possible have the token? How do we make sure that, you know, as osmosis grows, uh, Levana grows with it? Um, so these are types of these are the types of things that I think that there's still um, an exploratory and uh, iterative process that needs to happen. You know, once the token is in the hands sure. of, you know, 50,000 people or 80,000 people, however many, you know, that, what, that it really What takes. have you decided to do? As far as initial distro, like what's the what's the initial distribution look like, and also like what is there a kind of uh, some distribution of airdrops and things like that also, or how how are you designing that? Yeah, there will be about um, I'd say roughly ten thousand people that um, will initially have uh, you know be be like the you know Gen Zero uh, you know owners of, of the token or custodians of the token, if you want to. Uh, use that term, and then the goal is just to inspire uh, those people to actually become users, actually become, um, uh, you know, actually become traders or LPs on, on the protocol um, to allow them to benefit from the growth of the protocol, and then eventually to allow them to provide security to the protocol. And I think that you know what we've seen um, in interacting and like testing. Some of the software that's uh, that the roll-up software that's come out from Celestia is that there are really interesting opportunities um, to be able to you know scale on top of Osmosis um, with uh, you know in the form of ro- of, of roll-ups uh, in the form of um, uh, of uh, of mesh security where eventually you know I'd like to see Lavana being able to provide security to the chain and be able to earn emissions. Um, you know, from the, you know, uh, and, and benefit just in bringing people to the osmosis block space. So it's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, but, lot but just of to be, here. but just to be clear, like, is, so is, is there any particular um, group of people or wallets or snapshots or anything that has been done so far? Uh, uh, yes. Like, what does that look like? Well, okay. The, the snapshots, um, the, you know, the snapshots are hap- has, most of the snapshots have ha- not happened yet, but they will happen before the token launches. So that's, you know, I mean, you can put two and two together. That means like in the next like 48 hours or so. Uh, and what, uh, what that's gonna be is um, we've really broken it up the airdrop into three distinct phases. So the first is called like the family phase. So that's going to be the, um, the existing Levana community, uh, which are the people that interacted with all of our software, which is primarily in the GameFi space on Terra um, and then on Juno. And then, uh, but they'll actually receive, everybody's, you know, they'll all receive their airdrops on osmosis because we want to bring everybody to uh, the product on osmosis. And, um, and then we'll be airdropping to the people that have been trading 
um, in, in somewhat of a pro rata um, uh, methodology. Um, you know, the more that people traded, the, the more that they would be recipients of the airdrop. That's pretty standard. And, um, and that's, that's kind of the, um, the, the family, you know, uh, level airdrop that we would call it. Then the next stage of the airdrop is just general degens in Cosmos. So we want to then, you know, look at what are all the other trading platforms, you know, people that have been trading um, on Stargaze, on, on Kajira, on Astroport, on, you know, other traders and be able to just really, um, uh, I'd say, celebrate uh, the degenerate um, uh, attitude and camaraderie by airdropping to them. But that's not going to be this upcoming week. You know, this upcoming week is, is more or less for, for the family. And, um, and so we see that that'll happen over Q1, um, you know, the specific date to be determined. We're going to try and push it as, as early as possible. So the drops are going to happen um, after some of the initial price discovery, not yes. prior. Yes, yep, yep. And, and then the third is really the vampire attack strategy, is where we want to go after uh, perps traders uh, within the, ETH, uh, the, the EVM layer two space. So the Arbitrum, the base, the Optimism, uh, Polygon, all of those, to be able to do mar- you know, run marketing campaigns where we bring them to open up you know, a wallet and um, you know, get uh, start. You know, get familiar with uh, the the osmosis and, and broader cosmos community, um, and then start trading on Levana um, with you know with incentives because we see that they are um, active in other communities. And we've even like had some brainstorms. Is that why even stop at the um, why even stop at just you know people trading on perps on other platforms like what if there were ways and this is it wasn't my idea this is actually sunny's idea um what if there were ways to be able to target uh centralized exchange traders you know through like uh withdraw addresses that are are doxxed from exchanges and you know being able to create um uh rewards for people that have that haven't even gotten into DeFi yet because at the end of the day the um you know the 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 early, the easiest onboarding into crypto is still through centralized exchanges, and there's a big gap of getting somebody from a centralized exchange to then come over, get a wallet that's you know compatible with Cosmos, um, figure out how to deal with gas tokens, you know, figure out how to deal with IBC, and so if we can help handhold that and incentivize that process, then I think that we will be able to literally 10x the the amount of users on the chain. Very cool. Um, you know, this is like one of the, this is one of the things I talk about with Adam and 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 some of these sort of like collateral assets, as the, as it were. And it seems like each of the um, major Cosmos L ones that is emerging now to be popular will will try to you you know it'll try to view its primary asset as collateral. But this is my suspicion is that like with protocols like this coming out. Like people always complain about like the price action of Adam. Oh, it didn't go up enough or it didn't go up next to that or whatever. Um, oh, the inflation model is this and that and all this other BS. But at the end of the day, I think what will happen is, is that these types of um, protocols that end up leading to more usefulness of those collaterals to sort of play um, will not only leverage will tend to sort of like give a more like uh, price velocity to the underlying collateral to some extent, but also um just makes that collateral more useful and creates a 
a bigger floor value for that collateral. So I, I see my Atom as, you know, uh, you know, collateral to play video games essentially. And so this sounds exciting to me. I think I'm going to play. I, um, <laughs> I'm going to use some of my Atom and play some video I, games. I, yeah, you know, that's. I mean, that has been really our focus is to make something that was easy enough that your grandma could use it. And then in terms of the the product roadmap, you know, we uh, we we strongly believe in social trading. So we've actually got um, social following where you can follow certain accounts and then get signals as to whether, you know, how they're trading. You know, we've already got a leaderboard up, so it makes it easy to just to track the wallet addresses of the, you know, the most profitable traders on Levana. And so uh, what we're working on right now is being able to just copy trade them. So, you know, first it'll start with just visibility and that should come out, um, I think, the week after next. And then uh, in January, the, you know, the, we should be hitting the target around the, um, the, the first elements for, for copy trading. Because I really think that a lot of people, um, you know, what is crypto Twitter? A lot of it is just signals. It's just signal passing. You know, you, you follow guys like Coach Bruce and you're like, oh, wow, this guy really knows how to trade. Um, you know, I want to, I like, I wish that it was just easy to just be able to trade like him. And right now the process is largely cumbersome. And, uh, you know, well, Bruce will message me. He'll like, Hey dude, go buy this. Well, okay. And I'll message him and say, Hey dude, go buy that. So, okay. Nobody's <laughs> so just like this. Yeah, Bruce is not DMing <laughs> me about his like, you know, hot, hot takes. But, and I think that there's a lot of people that, that want to be able to get that kind of signal. So when it's on chain, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And that's uh, and and what we see is, um, you know, if you look just at the history of kind of where uh, osmosis kind of fell in the uh, the the, the DGen bell curve, is that a lot uh, when you know when when Terra was at a tight, you know, most of the uh, high risk traders um, were uh, you know were, were centering around Terra, and then when Terra crashed, you know, everybody went broke. And it became a very risk-off environment. And then Osmosis uh, became the hub of, well, it's where I sell my staking rewards, you know, my, my like, fun money. And, um, and, and there, wasn't, uh, there wasn't, like, the, the tools and service. You know, while there, Osmosis had the liquidity to be able to be, be the hub and to, you know, continue stretching its, uh, its gap between the rest of the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, and uh, and itself, uh, there just wasn't the tooling to really be able to express any type of view uh, in a uh, in a strong risk on manner. And when Lavana came to market, you know, in uh, in this past summer, uh, it woke up a lot of people within the Osmosis community and within the Cosmos uh, ecosystem in general uh, to to have them kind of realize that trading can be uh, fun. It can be a fun, adventurous, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, gamified experience. And even if it's not, you know, a game per se, you know, being able to just set a, be able to like tweak these uh, very simple parameters of your take profit and your stop loss, and then come back and adjust it over time. I mean, just looking at, at user behavior, we're seeing positions that literally are updated over a hundred times you know, during a week period, because people are just really sitting there. And I, I view it almost like, what's that Olympic sport in the winter, where they like throw a puck, and then people have to like have brooms and like, uh, put like snow, do you know what I'm talking about? 
curl it's yeah it's called curling, curling i think curling that's it so i see mm-hmm. that like lavana has really nailed the curling experience where you open up a position on osmo or on adam or on bitcoin and then you really you you just keep kind of like pushing it in one direction or the other to try and like get it to the goal i don't even know how curling works i i i think i the last i saw it was probably like a super nintendo game uh that i played of that but um but in general um that's uh yeah. So are they trying to get into a goal? Is there? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but uh, whatever it is, it's, it's kind of that constant adjustment that I think is uh, is uh, is a killer use case and is a lot of fun. Oh, hey, Aaron, what's going on? I, I just knew that it was curling, and I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to give the answer. That was the one thing you yep, knew, and you're like, was, I'm gonna get up here and that solve was my that one value problem. <laughs> That's cool. Well, thanks, man. It's uh, I, I definitely appreciate that. You know, it's uh, there's a lot of yeah, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of room to grow. I think that um, that adding, you know, we've got a couple of forex markets on Lamana. Um, we're adding commodities next. Um, the liquid stake asset market has been very popular, and then um, really just improving the mobile experience. Right now, you can use it on mobile from the browser within uh, Leap and Kepler. And those, uh, you know, tend to, those continue to be um, more and more widely adopted. And then right now we've got, um, we've got two hedge funds, which, um, you know, are, are, are rather large trading desks currently on Binance uh, that are in the integration process um, with Lavana. So the, our engineers have been working with them to really uh, just provide all of the API endpoints and, and webhooks and, everything that they need in order to be able to um, bring their liquidity from Binance uh, over to the osmosis chain and then be able to uh, use the signals that they're getting from uh, Levana's indexers um, to be able to, to trade on these Cosmos tokens, uh, which, you know, cool. which aren't really available anywhere else. Yeah. And, and we see that this is just getting started because the more that, um, you know, the fact that we have siloed markets means that we can bring on um, higher volatility assets that other uh, perp stacks can't handle. They just can't support because of how their insurance pools work or their risk funds work, um, or just even, you know, the fact that like, it's um, that, that if you have LPs that are depositing into like an LP pool, like this was GMX's problem, you know, uh, it, so GMX couldn't add a whole bunch of like, crazy like meme coins because if those meme coins went wild so then it would actually have to take funds from other traders collateral positions to pay off the rewards of you know people profiting from some like you know animal coin and so we we really built a model that was resilient to this so we can we want to be the place um that attracts the degens we want to be like the fun um a little bit kind of wild and like i think you see that somewhat in in our in the the in and how we present ourselves on twitter and, and some of the visuals it's it's not as as refined as mm. some of the other DeFi protocols but it's kind of all trying to to point to the same thing that um that trading can be um about uh celebrating the uh you know the degeneracy of crypto 
Um, yeah, like <laughs> speaking of degenerates of crypto, when um, <laughs> when the Levana token gets um, released on uh, Osmosis soon, and I guess like today's the fifteenth, so that might be as soon as like within a week away potentially. Um, what kind of liquidity pairing are we seeing there? Like, um, like how much liquidity is going to be backing this when it first comes out? Oh, I, you know, it's a, uh, I don't know. That's a great question. That's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's probably going to start relatively low, but there will be rewards that will um, incentivize adding extra liquidity. So I think that there's, you know, people who do have a long-term time preference and do, you know, believe that um, that this is a, a, a noteworthy project. I think that they will come and they will bring. Obviously, just just for just for those in the audience to understand, like why I'm asking this, it's like if I were to show up with ten dollars worth of worth of um, maybe Adam or something, and I want to buy some LVN token, probably no big deal. If I were to show up with a million bucks worth of um, you know, whatever asset, you know, USDC, Adam, whatever it is that it's going to be paired with. And I'm trying to um, trade for it, but there's not that much liquidity on the other end. I, I, I'm going to suffer from extraordinary, extraordinary slippage, which means that like in the beginning, it's harder for people to buy it with any significant size if there's insufficient liquidity. That, that's the reason I'm asking. Yep, but like, yeah. So we're, we're focused really you know, on pairing. Um, you know, again, our goal is a, a long-term uh, alignment with uh, the Osmosis community. And so we'll be initially launching focused around the uh, LVN Osmo pool. And, um, and that's, you know, what we'll be incentivizing liquidity around. And I think that, you know, everybody that's been holding Osmo um, is feeling pretty good right about now, you know, just from the, you know, the, the last couple of weeks of price action. And so we're hoping that that positive sentiment, you know, will help inspire the the community to rally around you know what i think i think just in terms of the numbers is we're, we're the most popular uh dap built on top of osmo by like, I, I, know, by like jonathan like the, the, the feeling i get with so many cosmos chains just um you know catching a bid this this year and like the general sort of uh velocity of a lot of cosmos chains um I think things look really, really positive for Cosmos, uh, like they maybe never have before. Um, you know, some of the ones I've been describing, you know, um, Injective has now passed its prior high from 2021. Bitcoin and Ethereum haven't passed prior highs for 2021, for example. Um, Fetch AI is another Cosmos chain, and it's largely riding on AI meme waves, but who gives a shit? The bottom line is it's getting close to its all-time high also. Um you know, and uh, things like, you know, stargaze and things like that, that were kind of in the doldrums during the bear market and all, um, all the and osmosis token as well, like all of the uh, cosmos chain coins of one sort or the other have been, you know, picking up steam, Kajira and a lot of others, um, uh, neutrons, uh, you know, becoming popular fairly quickly. And at the end of the day, it's like, to me, um, it's like there's an element of uh, rising tide raises all ships because we have IBC. So at some level or the other, it's easy to incorporate um, assets from all these other chains that are all also successful. And it becomes less concerning to worry about like EVM compatible and all that shit. Because at the end of the day, it's like if you have plenty of liquidity showing up via you know, all the various Cosmos projects into your particular project, whether it's Levana or otherwise, you have a huge pool of like people that want to play video games at that point. And that's really what you need, right? 
Um, you want showbiz pizza connected with a tunnel to Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know if you know how America works, but like there's these little video game, uh, like, you know, pizza parlors, um, you know, connected to Mr. Gaddy's pizza and then connected to Dave and Buster's and everybody can play video games with each other and with each other's like tokens. Um, and I think that's a really cool like vibe happening with Cosmos that, uh, that uh, Ethereum has in the name, like with ETH as like the primary um, sort of playground. And then you have all these layer twos, of course, but I think I find it, interesting how cosmos is doing it because it's just much more scalable um and you don't have to have necessarily like very centralized layer ones i'm sorry layer twos um that you're building so the yeah, whole thing looks really bridging, cool right now uh, yeah i think i think ibc is an amazing technology it's uh you know it's, it's unbelievable that how how underrated it is i think that uh you know it's it's uh it it i think it sucks that there's no good way to just long ibc you know, I'd say probably the best way to long IBC is to just buy Osmo. Um, you know, I'm not sure that the value accrues really to Adam, but it but it might in the future. Um, and uh, and so uh, I, I think well, I, I think it I think it what it does is it allows Adam or any of the other tokens for that matter to be exactly what we described as collateral for the video game. Yep. So it so there is a way it it, it um, drives value. It's just not obvious to someone that's looking at it from external right away, right? Like so. Yeah, it's that dashboard issue that you mentioned before. It, is that and you can't it'll also be it, much yeah. more obvious. It'll be much more obvious when everything moons and people are like, wait, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like that's what's going to happen. Um, because these these kind of like on-chain video games lead to lots of new users and they lead to people sort of like um, collecting these assets for the various trades, for the LPs, for the perpetuals and all the other games that people play and um it might not seem obvious and instantly in the beginning but over time uh it's always the same way like when when adam was a dollar and everyone's crying in their cup or whatever and then it goes to 44 dollars like wait a minute it 44 x off the bottom and then people don't understand how that happens and uh, it doesn't take long for that to happen again um necessarily in 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 more bullish times uh you, you it's just like people get into this disbelief that it can never happen again i think that's the phase that we're in right now with the market is like things are going up but they're like ooh, you know we had a pretty long bear market i'm you know it seems like everyone's being a little bit frothy i i tend to disagree like the only people that i've seen so far in the space almost all of everybody here is like crypto natives already we haven't seen any of the FOMO crowd show up or the general public again yet. Yeah, there's no um, new That users. stuff will come it's way later. Just, uh, it's just <laughs> stable sitting around the, the side bench, yep. you know, waiting to come up to bat, and, and that's all it is. So, you know, the, the, the calls from, like, your uncle, you know, asking about Bitcoin, we're not even there yet. And I think where I think the ETF, you know, which we're all expecting, and if you watch some of uh, uh, Ginsler's uh, interviews about that, he's kind of, like, lamenting already that, like, he kind of has to put together the ETF um obviously it's not a done deal yet but uh that it, it seems much more realistic than you know it ever has been in the past and at that point you know because the etf at least as far as i'm aware you know with uh you know u.s uh security issues is that it actually they have to they have to like hold the bearer asset in order to be able to uh, offer the etf so if you're going to be buying bitcoin from like your charles schwab account or however it's going to work um, somebody's got to go out and you know buy a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, and and I'm not a you know yep. I'm not yep. a, a, I don't have a PhD in math, but I think we can kind of put two and two together as to 
what yeah, is the market going to number go up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. number go up. <laughs> yeah, but um, what's your thought on like uh, so? Just judging by what you see of the various perpetuals platforms and like understanding kind of leverage systems on central exchanges and whatever, um, what's your sense like? what does it imply for all the other chains that contain Adam on them specifically um, if Adam's value doubles from here? Like, um, like, do you have this tendency to think that the, all of those ecosystem coins tend to also go up because of all the sort of implied leverage and stuff? Or well, like, I think that? that they, yeah, I think that they, um, you know that I mean this will be. I got into crypto in 2016. Uh, I think I've heard your your story a couple of times now. I think that we're we're, we're a, a similar class, and um, it's uh, it, you know correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it, so I you know you always see kind of like the bellwethers move first. So historically, it was you know Bitcoin goes on a run, uh, ETH follows kind of close behind it. All of the ETH ERC twenties. Um, you know, come uh, and they get a time to party and then it flows over into, you know, the even more illiquid and like risk on assets, you know, NFTs, uh, meme coins, gamer coins um, and things like that. And I think that the equivalent uh, mapping within Cosmos is is probably, um, you know, I mean, right now, uh, I think we're seeing it from ecosystems themselves more so than Adam, because I think Adam struggles to have a clearer narrative just well like around also the, token. the other reason why all the other system tokens have been mooning is because they're they're um they're, they're low they were low market cap so it's very easy to move the needle right yeah, yeah it's yeah, when you get past three billion like it's much bucks. harder to move yeah. the needle well so yeah. that's that, that's what i mean is that once we do see adam like your question to go directly to your question is what is a double in what does a 20 dollar um adam do for the rest of cosmos I mean, it, 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 uh, I can't imagine, and obviously I don't have a crystal ball, but I can't imagine a scenario where the, the rest of Cosmos doesn't act as a leverage derivative, where we see exactly. you know, stronger price movement amongst the rest yep. of the ecosystem. And then as you get just to earlier and younger- Because last time, remember last time we were at like Adam at 44 bucks or whatever, not many of the other ecosystem things were sort of like- uh, not a lot of what is out now was up and running at the time. So we have so many more things happening now and so many uses. We didn't have ST Atom at the time, I don't think either. That came later. Um, so yeah, a lot of lot more interconnectivity, a lot more IBC activity now compared to then by an order of like some gen general orders of magnitude different. So my suspicion is, is that like people are still sort of misunderstanding and sleeping on the cosmos to some extent. Like another big thing is all these new chains that have emerged, they have all led to more people using, say, for example, the Kepler wallet, right? Like, just imagine how many more people are using Kepler wallet now than maybe like three years ago. It's got to be a lot. And, and not only that, but like the you Kepler know? wallet has improved significantly. The onboarding. It does. Know, the, yeah, it, it has just, improved a lot. It's much better. And now, you know, Leap is uh, is very popular. And uh, we've got, you know, we've got snaps, um, you know, through a few different uh, mechanisms. So. You know, if need be, a person can just uh, connect through their MetaMask wallet. These are all powerful drivers that are really preparing the Cosmos ecosystem to really take flight in the, in the next uh, market cycle. Yeah, I feel like the the sort of potential for sort of like liquidity sh showing up at the Cosmos is just absolutely gigantic. Um, and uh, it's been fun kind of just like uh, owning little bits of pieces of 
you know, different chains and whatever, supporting everybody and, and whatever, and kind of, uh, I, I like more video game arcades. Let's put it that way. <laughs> like, I, sure. I joke around like we're right now we're not curing cancer with our with our various layer ones. It's largely just like um, it's just one giant video game where where people are just playing against each other and you know trying to one person try to take another one's person's money and stuff. It's a very PvP and that kind of thing. But um, but over time, you know the 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 you know you big a, build a large enough ecosystem with enough liquidity and then you know, more serious, um, you know, things can emerge and, and, and arrive on these ecosystems, especially if they're sufficiently scalable and easy enough to spin up. And what's interesting about Cosmos is that if serious companies did want to come into the space to build, you know, frequent flyer airline miles, you know, uh, chain or something like that, it's fairly inexpensive to do that with Cosmos. Well, well and I think consumers. also that you, uh, I think that with things like Noble, you don't even need to spin up your own chain anymore. You can just launch sure. the, the asset, you know, or like there's places. Um, and I think this was a shift in Cosmos that was um, right. something that, that it's almost It's like, yeah. it's almost the same thing as shared security. Uh, it's like, um, you know, what's the other, a Neutron is a similar thing. You, you don't need to have a whole chain of your own in a sense. It's like the validator set's already there. Yeah, and, and one of the things, you know, with Levana, one of the reasons that we decided to partner with uh, Osmosis instead of launching our own chain is just that we can put so much more focus on building a better user experience. We, could, we can build something that's going to where the emissions are not just providing um, redundant security, you know, because we can inherit the security of the parent chain. Uh, and so instead, the emissions can actually go towards increasing TVL increasing uh, trader uh, risk on appetite. Um, we can have it be, you know, partnerships with, with other chains. We can have it, um, you know, be re reward mechanisms. Um, and, you know, the really the sky is the limit. And, and I see within the design space of, um, of leverage trading, you know, there's a lot of just like fun things that uh, we, uh, you know, have in the pipeline, you know, whether it's just binary trading, uh, prediction markets, you know, and, and uh, other ways to just, you know, be a degenerate within the ecosystem that can well, and that kind of the, flow back the, to LVN. The ability to bet on sort of price action going up or down um, alleviates one of the problems, which is, you know, bear market traffic, essentially. Like, how do you, um, like, when things are relatively stagnant, when price is not necessarily going down a lot or up a lot, you know, what are the ways to sort of attract those new users? Like what video games like should we have available in the cosmos to play during those times has been a concern of mine. It's kind of like, you know, we, we need to negate this idea of like these bear market where, where like everyone fucking disappears and doesn't do anything. And um, that's, I think there, I think if one of the solutions to that is like truly gaming related applications that, um transcend sort of like these market dynamics um there may be other tactics you might have in the back of your mind that it solves for some of that uh, absolutely being able to um essentially just benefit from volatility without needing to uh to depend on macro um you know macro trends you know the whole market going up like if i don't care which direction the market is going i just care that it's going and that I can decide how much I want to amplify the volatility through, um, through leverage, so then the, the market can maintain uh, interesting flavor 
uh, despite any type of uh, bumps along the road. So I think we're we're in a, a great position, you know, where we are. It's uh, we couldn't have timed it better, you know. I was gonna say one of the one of the th- sorry, I was getting a, my phone got interrupted by like a phone call or something. Um, one of the things I was gonna say is like the ability to do kind of like grid bot style trading and stuff in an on-chain manner has been an interest of mine for a long time. It almost happened on Terra before the crash, and then you know, disappointingly, the the projects that were doing that had to like shut down. But that might be a topic for some discussion. Uh, going Absolutely. forward, if you have some certain, if you have a, I think you mentioned on a previous uh, uh, spaces that you did about uh, you know particular um, applic- applications. Uh, I think it was within it was either on Base or Arbitrum um, that had good implementations of you know Gridbot. If you could send me a DM with that, I would love to to play more I, with. I haven't used them. Can... I haven't used them uh, on Ethereum at all. Like I've I've used them a bit on like KuCoin. And Gate has things like that on them. Gate has really good ones. Um, ah, so I'll play with that. So, yeah, we so just, look uh, at that. But basically, what you can do is you can say, okay, I have, like, okay, um, like the simple way to look at this would be, all right, um, I believe, you know, Bitcoin is going to trade in the range of, like, let's say, you know, $30,000 and $70,000 with a fairly high probability. So then I'm, I'm going to basically create a grid and I'm going to take, let's say 10,000 USD and I'm going to divide that 10,000 USD um, up so that like maybe f- I have 50% BTC, 50% of the, um, the, the, you know, dollar valued asset USDT, for example. And then I could basically have a, um, um, an arithmetic grid bot, which would be like, I take an arithmetic grid, meaning like, let's say $30,000 Bitcoin, $28,000, et cetera. And it creates a grid where if the price drops, it takes my cash hoard and buys that. If the price goes up past uh, above a certain level, it starts to sell that in the same sort of like proportion. So there's arithmetic, which is basically like the grid of like buys and sells all the way to the bottom and top of my range is basically just like arithmetic. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, just divided up by the number of like um, spots. And then there's geometric, geometric grid grid bot which is where like it's a percentage base so that technically speaking it's becoming more exponential as you go to the bottom so if btc drops closer to a thousand i'm actually i have more cash on the sidelines you know in in buying because it's a percentage-based system Um, and you can calibrate that a bit in terms of like you know how conservative you want to be with your capital versus how aggressive you want to be and and depending on whether you're right or wrong and depending on if the volatility goes the way you think it will grid bots essentially allow you to capitalize on a volatility range it's basically a type of quantitative trading essentially um and it's fairly kind of it's like a relatively low risk strategy compared to a lot of other things you can do um kucoin has gone a little bit nutty and they've included the the idea that you can use like grid bot with futures that's what bruce was pointing out he was just ripping it up with like you know, a FET grid bot. I'm like, dude, it's going to go between like 0.37 and $1.20. And he put a like leveraged grid bot together and he made like 70 grand off of like almost nothing in like a matter of like a couple of weeks with very low risk because it's always buying and selling and just like, um, yeah, you can do some really interesting things um, with these, these maneuvers essentially. Um, but the ability not to be able to do this within like, a vault trading system where you don't have to create a taxable event every time one of these things happens 
you know, you enter into a vault and then you exit the vault and that's your sort of like capital gain theoretically um, would be much, much better. Right now, if you go to like Gate or KuCoin or some shit, first of all, they close them to US customers. That's my first gripe. But the second gripe is even if you use them, uh, it created gigantic numbers of taxable transactions, which is frustrating. So, you know, a, a more tax efficient sort of system of uh, that does something like that, um, you know, like has been the subject of some protocols people have tried before. I don't know if you remember, but I think Nebula was doing this. Uh, yep. And then they just had that going, like these vaults that you could put things into. Um, where the the strategy was basically created by somebody like myself or whatever, and you could just basically fund that strategy and um, make some gains off it if it if it worked out. So, uh, but but in, in that particular instance, what happened was you'd get the coin of that vault essentially, and the value would accrue to that coin somehow. And I don't remember exactly how it worked, but um, that was a really really cool like tax efficient way to do kind of a relatively low risk. Um, thing where you benefit off the volatility between a trading pair of some. Well, what we've done at Levana is uh, we've created the, um, the the base contracts which support this. And one of the ways that we did that is uh, it was with a, a slightly different uh, type of, uh, of UI intention. Um, but the, the, the core technology could be uh, directly applied to everything that you described. And, that's, uh, and this is something that's unique um, to Lavana's uh, platform is that you can have really as many um, uh, positions like limit orders open um, with different types of leverage that are all bespoke to uh, individual markets. So I might take a 30x long position with a very small percentage of my uh, total collateral, and um, uh, you know I might take that as a market order as or as a limit order. And I'll go, you know, 30x uh, long and I'll have, you know, maybe a very aggressive take profit or, or not aggressive take profit, you know, that at my, you know, $22, like double. And then I have in the same market, you know, I might take a 10x long uh, atom that, you know, I put in a, a much larger percentage of my bag and I have that, you know, close at $15. Uh, and so the ability to have, um, as many nuanced positions of the of the same market open at the same time allows for complex vaults, and this was the intention of you know when we designed the protocol uh, to be able to have uh, complex vaults, be able to automatically uh, take certain types of strategies that were either created by a third party that you would just uh, follow trade, um, or uh, created by the individual. You know, in a, a user interface, you know, kind of inspired by um, the concentrated liquidity uh, model that you, you know, that you see on the UI within the Osmosis Dex. So my my vision is that you can say like, okay, I've got my ten atom, and I want a little bit of it to be like super bullish, and then you know, a, a medium portion of it to kind of be you know along the you know uh, along the um, you know the the middle term, and then maybe you know whatever's left is just gonna to you know give me profits hopefully within the next couple of days, and you know, have all of those just in in one market alive at the same time. Um, and so as the market kind of moves in my direction, my exposure and my leverage is adjusting, you know, based on my conviction. And I think that uh, that 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 uh, functionality can lend itself very well to the, the, the grid brought strategy that you described.
cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to playing games on the platform. I'll sit and check it out for a bit. Yep. So that's so especially especially with the especially with the coin release coming out in the next week or so, I guess. So that'd be yeah, probably good to start figuring it out. Yeah, uh, we're excited. Um, You know, there's uh, we have I think now like forty thousand people that signed up for the um, the airdrop. You know, not everybody's going to get the airdrop. Definitely, you know, we're we're targeting about ten thousand people around uh the gen one of the airdrop um and then you know we'll we'll kind of scale that up over time um and you know with uh with the the two other stages as i mentioned previously and just in general yeah it it makes it makes sense to do it over time to prevent too much like dumping pressure on people that paid full price for the coin exactly Um, and and i also just don't think that uh you know i think that you have to um there's also you know people that have been trading on Levana, you know the, the 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 billion dollars of trading volume that's gone on Levana to date is it's important to um, to celebrate those users more so than somebody who may have just like never heard of Levana but was a degen on another chain. So By the way, I forgot to ask what 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 was the team like? What's the allocation otherwise of the token? Like what? How much is it going to be so, circulating? Like so how much of it is team tokens? Whatever. Yeah. Well, so. Team token, investor tokens, advisor tokens, those are all locked up for 12 months. And then they have 18 months linear vesting after that. Um, about a, a third of the tokens are owned by the investors. Uh, 20% is owned by the team. Um, some of the team actually has a much uh, longer lockup than that, um, than just what's uh, in the contract, you know, as, as opposed to, you know, there's like real world contracts as, uh, along with uh, on-chain contracts. and then. Um, there's 30% is in the community, um, and uh, I think 8% or 9% is the foundation's treasury. Um, and then, you know, there's uh, we were incubated by uh, Delphi and uh, another firm, Collider. And so they, you know, between all of the advisors around the table, you know, over the last three years, there's about 8%, which is allocated to the, the incubators themselves. So it's that, you know, you can look at, there's a token economic doc. Um, which goes into detail of this and, you know, kind of the functionality and goals of governance, um, the, uh, you know, the alignment of uh, the, you know, the health of the protocol along with, um, you know, the, the governors that will participate, you know, using the LVN token. So this is, it's a, it's a bit of a heavy document, um, which is, you know, which I, I think is, you can get to through our docs. Um, if you go to like the learn section uh, or knowledge base, um, or you can just, you know, tag Levana. And, but, uh, but the vast majority of all of this is like locked for a year and then linear vesting. So there's not, exactly. most of that is not floating around and like um, getting sold off in the first year. Yeah, that's exactly okay. the design. Yep. There's, there's going to be about 7% of the token supply, which will be available for, um, you know, for airdrops, market making, farming rewards, things of that nature at launch. So it's a it's a nice amount to have some like decent float um, and have you know uh, I'd say like healthy price discovery. Um, and then you know it's a, and then you know the the, the larger wallets are, are locked up for a considerable amount of time just to align interest. Cool. No, sounds good. It's I'm glad I was able to catch you because that I was able to get a little bit of. The details for myself <laughs> like yeah. part of why i do these spaces just because like 
I can kind of figure out in my head how what video game arcades I want to play in and, you know, how to play it. So like if it benefits everyone else, great. If it benefits you, great. But I don't have any um, particular alignment with Levana specifically. I'm not a developer there. I don't have any investment of any kind. I just I'm just sort of like random community member, honestly. And um, I, I think that the the information itself to me is uh, as valuable as anything. But yeah, uh, well, I've, I've always appreciated your work. And if you uh, if you have any ideas as to how we can make it better, you know, then uh, we're we're very flexible. That's you know, everything, if you look at Levana, I mean, you've seen, you know, you and I have known each other for like three years now, like if, uh, a, maybe two and a half years since the, the Terra days. And if you look at the earlier versions of Levana, I mean, it's just gone through so many iterations. Like even today, the product on Osmosis is very different than the product was four months ago. Um, you know, we, oh yeah, we, this is a very different thing than in the past. So and it's uh, a fresh start. Yeah. So we just try and just, we try and just stay humble. Um, you know, it's like, we're like, you know, kind of, you know, kids in a, not kids in a candy store. I don't know what the appropriate, uh, analogy is, but, you know, we really don't know what the right, um, you know, and, and, end game looks like. And so we just try and be, you're always in a submarine with a bunch of torpedo torpedoes headed towards you. Exactly. <laughs> Something exactly. like that. <laughs> so we, we just try and, uh, you know, we just try and take it kind of day by day and, and listen to smart people and learn as to you know what what's what's trending in the market and how do we um you know how do we position ourselves to create a sustainable um you know ethical product that can have mass market appeal and can drive back um you know value to 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 to, to increase sustainability cool is there going to be like some kind of like uh when you first have token listed is there like a uh, an obvious way to hear about it, like when when that happens. So if people want to kind of jump the gun and grab it, it's like <laughs> you know where it's there, or like what? Um, uh, well, you know there will be uh, there'll be an announcement as to when it's live on Osmosis Dex. Um, you know, where the the first uh, you know centralized exchange that announced that they're going to be supporting it is Gate.io. So they're doing like a uh, I don't know if it's a lock drop or they're doing some methodology where they're giving away you know, a, a whole bunch of tokens if you um, have an account with them. Uh, so that will be, but I, but I expect, you know, the price discovery to happen on osmosis. And so, you know, the best way is to be in the discord, to follow the Lovana Twitter account um, and, you know, just listen to the spaces when they come out. You know, we've been trying to do at least one space a day, um, sometimes two spaces a day. So to, to hit different time zones and make sure that people can, just be aware of what's happening and you know we we hope to get support from uh you know the the cosmos uh, influencer community like yourself oh i don't even know if i'm considered an influencer <laughs> exactly just sort of fuck around on the internet but well, anyway think, yeah that's, that's you know that's what everybody does you know but i don't know look if i if i uh yeah. if i made a twitter space i'm not going to get uh you know 100 people to show up and listen to it so you, you got more a louder voice than i do uh, well, it's just bull market. That's just what happens. Like, yeah. you know, the rest during the bear market, like three people hang out and you're like, wait, why am I here talking to myself or something? And uh, it's it's more just bull market vibes is all it really is, I think. But For sure. yeah, it's good. I hear that. It's good, alpha, good alpha, though. Awesome. So I'm going to jump <laughs> off and, and get to bed. Get a, that's how, that's you know, how retired I am. Tomorrow. I hang out during the bull market, too. Yeah. yeah that's anyway. Like, you know. <laughs> but uh, but right, thank man. you so much for having me. And yeah, LVN, keep a lookout for yep. it. 
make sure that it's got the dragon icon on it. There's some other LVNs that are out there. They don't have the dragon icon on it. Kind of looks like a, 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 um, uh, what's that? A, uh, well, what's that? Hang on, Lavena. Aroboros. Lavena, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can. Uh, I think, Robbie, I think he's got to get to sleep. It's no, way but it's, late. Whatever. If, uh, happy to answer. Happy <laughs> well, to take okay, okay, okay. okay. So is it Lavana? Is it Lavena? Is it Lavana? Like, like, uh, so, I, I would think in a bull market, right? It would be, it would be pronounced Levana, right? Levana, rather. In a, in a, and then, in, in a bear market, it would just be called Lavana. But since we're in a bull market, you can, you guys can do somewhat of a, of a rebrand, and you say, hey, it's not Levana, it's Levana, right? You gotta stick the uh at the end. Live on off. I hear yeah. that. I hear that. Like a little like tilde, you know, like they have in Spanish. So I'll tell you the history yeah. of the name. Jonathan could yeah. Jonathan could sleep or he could listen to your bullshit Wabi. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> but it's an interesting name. It's a fun name. So in uh in Latin, Lavana means to lift up. You know, like if you're a Harry Potter reader, there's yeah. like, you know, there's there's like so it means spells to lift with up, right? So and it's gonna also, be Lavaniosa, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so does that mean that you guys like secretly hire a lot of big muscular men to do the work because it's in the name right Livanoch, right so it's like do thou hoist right do you even lift so if the name is talking about you know lifting each other up i, I would assume that you know there's a secret team that's recruiting other members and it's just like a a lot of like I think the original name guys. that leverage leverage yep. any asset well yeah was the original name so that that's what i was getting at <laughs> is that it's a play on words it's a it's also an acronym which means leverage any asset and um in uh in it like the semitic roots are it means the moon so it's uh you know it, it originally mean, meant the moon um it's an acronym for leverage any asset and then you know more modern meaning like two and a half thousand years ago you know it means uh to lift things up you know because the moon is up in the sky i tell you what i love me uh some lifting man you guys we got about we got about five or six days to go before availability so we'll keep an eye out for it wabi yeah 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 i really like what i see on my timeline everyone is just talking about like some imminent crash or everything going or everything getting chopped up just because somebody like long the meme coin at the bottom in October is really weird. Um but uh yeah so Lavana look I mean Lavana um it's sort of like Ralph Lauren right like it used to just be Ralph Lauren right but now it's like Ralph Lauren I'm about right? to kick Jonathan out so you can go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well we can add the tildes and the uh the bowl and stuff like that once uh once once we get a little bit more success you know we, we just passed uh we're, we're actually i'm gonna look right now um let's uh, well, i'll tell you exactly where we're at uh if you go to trade.lavana.finance uh forward slash yeah. stats you can see all the stats there's a really in-depth uh community built uh flip side dashboard and um yeah so right now we're at 990 million uh and then a bunch of other numbers so uh, yeah. you know about 10 million dollars short of trading volume to hit that billion dollar mark 
um, did about $23 million uh, on a Saturday of trading volume, which is pretty damn impressive. And the assuming that there's zero growth on, to the protocol, then the um, annual fees will be $9.6 million. So it's, a, it's, it's great to see such a young protocol, you know, basically, you know, touching $10 million of annualized fees. So we're, we're not there yet, but, uh, and we got a lot of work to do right now. It's just been, you know, softball, slow pitch, you know, game. And, and now we're, we're, we have our eyes on the major leagues. Congratulations and everything, man. Get some sleep and uh, awesome. we'll look forward to all the cool shit. <laughs> awesome. All right. Have a, have a good day, guys. Thank you. You Bye. too. Wabi, I'm actually going to, I have to jump off too. I've got to go to a dinner event this evening, so I'm going to be out. But uh, LVN's coming out like maybe in five or six days. So we're going to want to keep an eye on that and have liquidity ready to, to go. So is, so is it like a ticker to buy? It's going to be on Osmosis, so it's pretty easy to pick yeah. up. Uh, I think they're releasing on Gate. They're releasing on Gate.io as well, but like uh, it's going to be so early and there's no token unlocks for about a year. Okay. So okay. Right, really, they're talking. They're really talking about like you know, it's like it's the okay. next injective or free, whatever. Free play, a free play, fresh chart. Yeah. What's that? Fresh chart. So fresh it's chart. Be a fresh chart. Yep. Brand okay, new okay. fresh chart, new token. Okay. So it's like, and a All protocol right. that already works, not some you know vaporware bullshit. So it's it okay, looks okay. pretty interesting as far as like a play right. for us. So. so give me give me give me a thirty second pitch on the tokenomics, like and. So I can show this shit to my audience. Um, it's got a lot of uh, team tokens and stuff, but most of it's not is locked. Like for for the like, so you're only going to have access to like 10 percent of the token supply or less at the very beginning. But basically, it's like the coin of the Levana mm. Perps Protocol deck, uh, thing on Osmosis, and so they're they're quite successful now in terms of total transactions and everything over the last you know months that they've been open. And now they're just finally releasing a token. It's a okay. Delphi and uh, something else, somebody else backed thing. Um, so they were they were there on Terra mm. before, right? Right as it crashed. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, I'm, so you're I'm aware, aware, you know, Jonathan. Stuff. Anyway, the point is, like, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To me, I'm thinking of it going like, do I really care about what the tokenomics are necessarily? Not really. It's going to show up on Osmosis. It's a popular yeah. thing, and that's all I need to know at the moment. Um, <laughs> so, okay. You know what I mean? All right. Message. Message. Yeah, message yeah. received. So I just need to like, so my job is to just be, you know, a bit more terminally online. So that way, when the token releases, I can just front run everybody. Right. That is the plan. Okay. And we'll like, we'll be early almost no matter what, because these things take a while to catch yeah, up yeah. steam. Right. So, um, mm. yeah. And, and it's being launched sort of like, um, I don't know, like exactly what pricing it's being launched at or whatever. We'll have to keep an eye on that. But, um, you know, I think the idea is to have some assets sitting on osmosis ready to go and then to basically like pull the trigger and like start to play video games with it. So we'll see. I, I, you know how it is. It's like if you're early enough, who really gives a shit exactly what the details yeah. are? So, so we're the ones building the pencil. Sharp yes. Right now. But the, the cool thing is it's on osmosis. Okay. So you're not going to like, you know, and the protocol already works. It's just a simple token launch, right? It's just, no, there's nothing really exotic about it from a safety perspective or technical safety perspective. So I think that's so, good. So where, where's Bruce? Coach, where's the coach? I don't know what he's doing today. I'll have to fill him in on this later. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good. Yeah. I was looking for like, I was looking right, for man. the next sort of like 
bull market release token that had some decent like team behind it. And um, between Osmosis and uh, and Jonathan and his gang, like I think they can get this done. Uh, it should be pretty fun. So I think uh, I need to figure out like what kind of liquidity is going to be available there and see what kind of size I want to execute here. Just because like it's going to be a low liquidity situation, so you know you might get a lot of slippage and shit. So we have to see what's what's possible. We'll find out. So anyway. Okay, well, I need to get going. I got to jump in the shower. Um, I think Cream was trying to get on, but if you want to open a separate, if you want to open a, <laughs> if you want to open a separate space, Wabi, uh, feel free. Um, nope, 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 nope. I, I don't. I, I won't do personal spaces um, for a while. Okay. All right, man. Catch you later, guys. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality, stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends, dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these tokenomics. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting honest. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over impossible loss, it's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your communitility All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers Drumming the streets, yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers, fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served